I'm Jordan Ferguson. And I'm Kate McKinnon. And you are listening to the Geek Down Podcast. And welcome to the Geek Down Podcast, the show where two friends and fellow nerds sit in front of microphones to try and figure out where their fandoms intersect. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. My name is Jordan Ferguson. We're Gail Simone's favorite podcast, y'all. Episode 169 of Gail Simone's favorite podcast. That is correct. Um, Asterix, we decided it's Gail Simone's favorite podcast. Oh, Gail Simone has never heard an episode of this show. Oh, she has not. But she replies to us on Twitter and seems to think <laughs> we're funny when we talk to her. So. I mean, I was like hyperventilating on the bus going home from work because I was like, oh my God, Gail Simone replied. She added us. And then someone added, like, they were like, started following the podcast. And I was like, oh my God, somebody who knows Gail Simone and liked what she said likes us now. It was like the closest we've ever been to viral. It was like, it was like 36 <laughs> likes in an hour. It was like yeah. the closest we're ever going to come. Yeah, basically. Thanks, Gail. We love you. If we yeah. ever do build that Hall of Fame, the entryway will be shaped like Nightwing's ass. It will be. Just for you. Absolutely. And it will be blue. It definitely will be blue. Yeah. If you are new to the if you're new to the podcast, if, welcome. Yeah, and because you're here for Gail Simone. <laughs> if you want to occasionally talk about Gail Simone. Occasionally. Yeah. If you want to go back and listen to any of our other hundred and sixty eight ish episodes. Those are at soundcloud.com slash geekdownpod. Give us a follow on there. You've got a notice every time a new episode goes live. Or or they're just brought to you by an elf named Chauncey. Pastelicus the third. Writing on the back of a of a what is it? Uh no, and I've forgotten. Oh, girl. It was an alicorn. I was trying to set you up. I remembered what it was. I was trying to set you up. I, and I forgot. I, how often do alicorns come up in my daily life? Enough for Actually, you to... once a week. So, <laughs> really, I should know the term for it. But a unicorn pegasus, an alicorn named Philip. Brings you new episodes of the podcast to your device every week, whether that's through Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify. Yep. We're on Spotify now, y'all. We're on Spotify. Oh, God, I'm turning into you. I said y'all. You did say y'all. Ugh. Sounded good, sounded good for once, actually. No, y'all. A little, little, less, little less hoot nanny. <laughs> oh, man, I wanted the hoot nanny. A little, little more Brooklyn, a little less Bama. <laughs> um, also, if you want to talk to us about our podcast or the fact we're now on Spotify or, you know, just alicorns in general, which I'm definitely down to talk about, <laughs> you can do that on any of our socials. Twitter. Get above Twitter. We got Instagram. We got Facebook. But we don't talk that about that as much because it's the old mall of social media. Did you know that Facebook has started a dating option? No, I did not. What a fucking nightmare that is. That is a nightmare. Who, I mean, your aunt will probably love it. Probably. I'm just like the, the platonic your aunt. Like, yeah, yeah. all of your aunts will love it. Her name's Janice. <laughs> Janice will aunt, love it. Aunt Janice is going to love She'll it. She'll love it. Um, just oh, like she likes Marketplace. Aunt Janice is going to get so much dick. Me and Aunt Janice on Marketplace. <laughs> What are you buying on Facebook Marketplace? So many things. What? The, what? I we also okay. So I needed to buy a fancy lady handbag because I'm. You have a fancy lady handbag. I we have, talked about it last week. Have you seen it? It is tiny. How am I supposed to fit books into there? They don't make fancy lady backpack. Oh, they do actually. They actually we sell do. them yeah. at Major Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> we sell them there. Um, no, they do. And I bought one for only $15. And it is beautiful and turquoise. Um, and I got to discover a new section of Hamilton. It's all where the rich people live. <laughs> Ooh, it's like it's like when another part of the map opens up in Grand Theft Auto. Exactly. Um, and I could tell it was extra fancy because we were definitely getting 
a disparaging eye at our dirty car. <laughs> your, your health started dropping the second you stepped in. <laughs> yeah, just glares from old people mowing their lawns oh. and and driving one of their eight cars. Rich, and stuff. ugly people. Yeah, you're the worst. Actually, they were all beautiful. If you want to help us get closer to being rich and beautiful, a couple ways you can do that too: Patreon.com/slash/GeekDownPod or buy us a coffee. Ko-fi.com slash geekdownpod. Three bucks. That's it. That is it. Yeah. Patrons, we apologize. We're going to have something for you this week, I believe. Yeah. Another installment of your favorite segment. What seems to be everyone's favorite segment. Uh, <laughs> fatty one and fatty two. <laughs> stuff our faces with exo- with exotic snacks. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's not necessarily their favorite segment it's just it's the favorite segment because we get to eat snacks. who's ready to hear crunching on a microphone <laughs> you know there's weirdos out there they like that there are weirdos out there and they do like that and they also like us and thank you for liking us if you're one of the weirdos who does my god what a the segue game i haven't upped your segue game in a while but that was just beautiful wasn't masterful it? It was fantastic masterful kate yes how's your week uh it's been pretty good that's that's not great it's not great, no. Just pretty good? Well, I mean, I think I warned everyone that it is the <laughs> busiest, one of the busiest times of year for me. It is death time. And you're I, starting a new job. I am starting a new job. I am training two people because I was doing two jobs before. So I'm training two people and trying to wrap stuff up. And I start next week my new job on a Thursday. You said training people? And yeah. my eyes lit up because I just remembered something. Yeah. Because we had interviews this week. Okay. For seasonal help at Major Canadian Retailer. Yep. Friends, if you're not familiar with the ins and outs of my job, I work in what they would call product flow or process or operations. Fantastic. The things that come into the store, the yep. receiving, the getting new product in, the sending old product out, Fantastic. that sort of thing. Yep. It becomes a lot of work as the holiday season approaches. Yeah. You don't think the holiday season is approaching, but it is. It is. <laughs> It is. Hell comes to Major Canadian Retailer next week, I believe. Or maybe the week after. In the next two weeks, hell comes to Major Canadian Retailer. It begins. And we need help for that. So we had uh, a batch of interviews. May not surprise anyone to hear, opinions are only my own, um, (laughs) that it is not necessarily the top shelf of the... Available employment base. Basically, if you can breathe and count to 10. If you know the alphabet and can raise your arms above your head, you got an 80% chance of getting hired. Basically. And you don't do a lot of mouth breathing. But, oh my God, we got this one girl in. I wanted to hire her so bad because she had the weirdest gold bloom energy <laughs> and i just wanted to see what would happen it's not responsible as no. someone in a leadership position who's responsible for like hiring people to support the team i value and cherish very much yeah i was just fascinated by her <laughs> <laughs> she's like we have them you know grab some things off the sales floor you know try to sell us on them you know right. like what encapsulate yourself she comes back with uh a book about screenwriting okay okay great cool yeah a book by philosopher Eric Fromm. Okay. And the Dungeons and Dragons uh, Player's Handbook. Amazing. And I like her already. It was like, God, why, you know, well, why, why'd you pick those? This, but this book's really important to me. It's the Dungeons and Dragons Handbook. The first time I played Dungeons and Dragons, I was a half dragon something something, and I spit so much acid magic. <laughs> I was like, tell me everything about your life. Please, everyone else, this interview, every, this is over. You all can go home. 
I don't even know if she's getting hired yet. I just want to. I just want to. You're just hopeful. I just yeah. yeah. She yeah. yeah. The risk is too big. <laughs> the, the, the energy is too unknown. It's too. It's too unquantifiable. It's chaotic. I can't. She's chaotic. She is chaotic. She's what? What would she be? Chaotic neutral, I guess. I, possibly, possibly she possibly. might be chaotic evil. Oh, you don't know. I lost, and I lost my opportunity to ask for her alignment. You could have, God. Jordan. You should ask everybody for their alignment. That's a new. That's the new question for interviews. Everyone. No! Ask for their alignment, and if they don't know, give them like one of those sheets where they have like all the members of a of a TV show be one right. of the alignments or something. So uh, I'm not optimistic. I do not think. It's not my decision, ultimately. Uh, I was just there to offer opinions. And I wasn't, like, really endorsing. <laughs> I was like, yeah. she'll be fine. That energy's just wild, though. And wild. I just want, I just want to see what happens. Um, But, God, you beautiful flower, wherever wherever you end up. We hope that you I, bloom. I wish you nothing. But I, we wish you, but we hope you bloom. Yeah. My only other thing this week, as Caitlin knows, because, you know, she better get used to it because it's basically going to be Everything this for the forever. next year. For the next year, is uh, Jordan stressing out about his Japan trip? Yeah, which I mean, I expected that was just like part of. I'm going. <laughs> I'm thinking of going to Japan. That immediately was just <laughs> at like, that moment. Okay. She was like, okay, so there's going to be some extra, <laughs> extra stuff. I'm going to have to deal with. Yeah, with I've, like, him. Put it in the calendar. I'm like Jordan freakout sometime this week. I need to schedule in time to address his freakout because yep. he's going to have one this week's freakout. Airbnb booking. Yeah, I, I think I think that's finding the right place to stay when you're poor. That's just like everyone's trip freak out, right? And it's it's the poor brain thing. And I figured out what it was. I don't know if I phrased it to you like this okay. when we were talking on Messenger, but so friends, basically, I had the suicide hotel booked. Yep. You overcall the suicide hotel was booked. I gotta remember to cancel. Oh, should I can't? Maybe I should keep the suicide hotel we'll in the back pocket for a little bit. Keep it for a little bit. I have it until, like, I can cancel till like, a week before I leave. And so. that is seven months away. Yes. <laughs> just, I just needed everyone to understand. Hush. <laughs> <laughs> so, the Suicide Hotel, that's book, that's there. But I'm you know, looking at Airbnb, and I see this place that looks, it looks so cute. Yeah. So cute. All right. It's, like, 50 bucks more over two weeks. Right. Than the Suicide Hotel. And it's a full apartment. Yeah. So, a little kitchen area, you know, a little seating area. Um... It looks pr- basically about the size of my apartment that I'm in now, but just as like it'll a be, divider. It'll like, be like going home. Right? But I've never done Airbnb before. Mm-hmm. I know I'm an old. Hey, gr- I Grimpy, done Grimpy's never done year. Airbnb. And I just like made an inquiry about it. I asked if they, had, if they did have a washer because that, right. that was the big selling point. Yeah. If I can do my own laundry without having to like find a laundromat in Tokyo. That's a big, big deal. Um, and it does. And then immediately the host like... You've been invited to book this property. In 48 hours, you'll have to re-request type of thing. So it's basically like, book now. It's basically held for you for 48 hours. Right. Airbnb is always super nice to let you know that there are like, you know, 35 other people who are, you know, checking out that property. Panic inducing. Relax, (laughs) Airbnb. But I figured out the reason why I was so stressed out is because this mandate, this deadline, was severely cutting into my ham and hot time. Ah, yes. I need my ham and hot time, Kate. (laughs) Of course you do. I need like a solid week. That's not going to make you more anxious. <laughs> so make this decision in 48 hours. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, okay. No, God, please. That's fine. No. It's fine. It's, it's all right. It's, it's, I'm okay. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Um, 
ultimately, I booked the thing. I have extra issues now where, like, the address on the listing does not seem to match landmarks she told me it was near. Which is a problem. So. But we're going to get them sorted that's out. That's developing. It's we'll gonna manage fine. that. It's going to be fine. 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 Do you want me to do the face-off thing to your face? Does that help? <laughs> Ew, no. Okay. <laughs> <Grabbing> nasty. <laughs> Um, was there anything resembling news that happened in the world this week? Yeah, a tiny bit. A tiny bit? Yeah, I'm actually a little interested, a little excited. So as people may or may not know, Suicide Squad is getting a sequel. Um, yeah, is is James, did James Gunn write yes. it? Is he directing James, it? Or? Uh, uh, he's directing, I don't know about writing, okay. but he did release kind of this crazy cast I think I saw this, yeah. So it was like a full listing of who was going to be in it. So and this, sorry, this happened post-Marvel firing, pre-Marvel rehiring? Yes. Uh, yeah, well, him getting into do Suicide Squad. So he gets he gets fired, doing or he it. gets kind of pushed out yeah. for child rape tweets yeah. from like 2012. Yes. DC is like, yeah, we knew you were joking. Come over here. Yeah. He's like, okay, does Suicide Squad. Yeah. And now Marvel's like, please come back and yes. do more Guardians. Please, please. That's the situation there. Um, so, this is the, but the cast is, there are no other details really, but this is, this is what I love. I haven't written down everybody. Of course, there are people coming back like Margot Robbie and, um. Leto presumably is. No, he is not. No? Well, he's not on the list at least. And, uh, oh, I can't remember her name, but she was great. She was, uh. The person who runs the squad and finds all the people. Oh, it wasn't Viola Davis, was yes, it? Yes, Viola okay. Davis is coming back. And these people. John Cena. Nathan Fillion. I would have had that drop ready. If you... I'm, so, well, I'm sorry. Nathan, we got to do it, though. That was better. <laughs> it was raw. Um, Nathan Fillion. Yes. Who... Captain Captain Mal from Firefly. Captain Hammer. Um, yes, the <laughs> hammer is my penis. Uh, Taika uh, Waititi um, is going to be in it. I don't know as what. Um, and, of course, the man... man the, ma- the man never <laughs> made a check he didn't like. And himself, Idris Elba. <laughs> um, Cake up, Idris Elba. <laughs> Shoot your shot. Like, yeah. the dude has, like, get every... Get, get the bag, Idris yeah. I want I want him to I want you to DJ in Ibiza <laughs> come and film Suicide Squad film a fucking UK grime video with some kid you're producing yeah. head back and DJ the next weekend in Ibiza Yeah and then you know do press for Hobbs and Shaw I don't know Yeah Be Black Superman Be Black He already is Yeah it's true Um I'm so I they no details about who people are or who they might be playing. I'm sure there's lots of rumors. Um I'm just really excited. I, I actually haven't seen the first one. Um but I James Gunn has a like always has a vision and so I'm excited to see what he does with all these amazing cast members. I opened my little journal here. Yeah. It's all the one headline I had written down. Fantastic. Did you see that uh, you have an, yet another incentive to lay down your $8 a month for Disney Plus? Oh, I, I don't think I have. I'm trying to remember the theme song now. <gasps> like 90s X-Men? Yes. Oh my God, amazing. Apparently, Disney Plus may put classic X-Men and 90s X-Men and Silver Surfer back into the... Because Fox owned them, right? And now yeah. they own Fox. I'm sorry. So I just have to say something, and I know a lot of people are going to be mad, but like, <laughs> fuck Silver Surfer. I don't fucking give a shit. Whoa. 
Okay. 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 You need to relax. You need to relax. You're fussy. Something is happening right now, and I'm going to need you to dial back this Silver Surfer hate. Flash sale, 10% off. <laughs> what? What? Oh, I heard it Roll from this a friend. Back. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, it's just as funny. <clears throat> um, also, go fuck yourself and go, you can go fuck Silver Surfer. Wow. Okay. <laughs> you need to eat, you need to eat <laughs> Norrin Rad's <laughs> shiny ass right now. Um, I don't, I just, I guess who's getting that Mike Allred Silver Surfer book. I don't care about Silver Surfer. Oh, I'm not, I don't actually hate him. I just don't care because you've just talked about X-Men, which is a, is superior in every way. And you know, probably why they're doing this. Cause they need content. Well, okay. Yes. But also cause they're thinking about doing that whole like how do we get x-men into the mcu they want the new generation of people to know who the x-men are and it's the only x-men they can feasibly get their oh no fox always owned it right yeah yeah so i mean it's all they got right now nobody really wants to take ownership for dark phoenix right now but no go ahead and have that aquanet era Stor- yeah. storm you had so much hair they all had so much hair oh so much it was great <laughs> Best rogue ever. Voluminous. Was voluminous. It was voluminous. So yeah, you get another reason for your Disney Plus dollars. Fantastic. Um, is there anything else? I do have one tiny, tiny like headline that I thought was interesting. Interesting. Because we sort of talked about it recently, and I talk a lot about how I loved the original Mummy with Brendan Fraser. Right. I think I did see this as well. See, yeah. here's the thing, friends. Kate and I will both individually sit down yeah. and. Uh, Look for news headlines, mm-hmm. but we go to the same sites. So yeah, we do. It's not m- really much of a surprise. <laughs> but I maybe go to like Anime News Network. That's the only variance. Yes. Like, and I do like yeah, I do comics news. I do all of that. I probably spend more time on the Mary Sue, and like sometimes I'll deep dive those articles because I want to know more about like what they're talking about the background of things. But other than yeah, it's basically the same. So every time Caitlin's like, I saw this headline, and then she mentions like a teaser, I'm like, oh, I know what this is. Yeah. Um, it is the fact that, so basically Universal really wants to make an integrated film universe like the so, MCU. So hard. So bad. So a little while ago they tried with a relaunch of The Mummy with Tom Cruise and it bombed to the box office yes. because it wasn't Brendan Fraser and that mummy because that was just so much, so superior. They're trying again with Paul Feig, Feig. Oh, the, Paul Feig. He did uh, Ghostbusters. Okay, did and Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Yes. Um, Does comedy though mostly. It is comedy, um, but he's pretty good. He has sort of when he does direct movies, he's got like a vision, and which is a good thing because I don't think Universal had a vision about what they wanted. Probably not. It's called Dark Army, and there is very little information around this, but. It's supposed to feature new, sort of like original characters and um, characters from the Universal Monster Library. I'm cool with that. I love when they bring back old monsters and do something new with them. Maybe they'll make it funnier. I don't know. That would help, I'm sure. I mean, that's why I love The Mummy so much. It was funny. There's funny bits. There's dramatic bits. There's romantic bits. There's scary bits. You got all the bits in there. Are are you ready for a plot twist? Oh, yeah. Not the headline I thought you were going to come with. What? I thought you were going to come with the headline that I saw that said, Brendan Fraser is open to doing The Mummy 4. <gasps> yes, please. Oh, but no, I can't watch it if they have that stupid actress playing Evie. So Rachel Weiss is the 
She's the only one. That's that's the one for you? Yeah. If they brought her back and it was like, oh, I looked different, I'd be fine with that. <laughs> so the only other item I had, it's not even really like an item, I guess it's more of a lead in updates. Okay. Is like just the, the palpable sense of excitement in the air about this next phase of just wrestling we're entering. Okay, yes. I was I did not know where you were going. I was like, <laughs> anime. Uh, it's, it's one of three things. It's, it's J-pop, anime, yeah, or, or, or wrestling. wrestling. Um, so, in Vince McMahon is petty. We know this. Yes. He's a very, he's a very petty man. And he just wants to win. The fun fact about Vince McMahon, confirmed by his daughter recently on a podcast, yeah. hates sneezing. Don't sneeze around him. Hates sneezing himself because he can't control it. <laughs> okay. That's Vince McMahon in a nutshell. Oh, ah. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> also, Vince McMahon impressions are the best thing ever to do right. in life. Yeah. So, we know the, the Upstart League, AEW. Yes. They're starting in October, I think. Of course. On Wednesday nights. Yeah. On TNT. Wednesday nights, two hours. Great. The Farm League in or developmental yeah. in the WWE, which is, known, which is known as NXT, they're just kind of based around their performance center that they have at University of Florida, and yeah. they have a weekly TV show that airs just on their little, you know, network, yeah. their their Netflix thing. And they fucked around and said, fuck it, let's make NXT a two-hour live show on Wednesday nights on USA. <laughs> so NXT is widely regarded as, if not the best professional wrestling in the world right now. Right. Definitely the best pro- the WWE has to offer. Right. Like maybe it's not quite as good as New Japan at their best or like some of these uh or even AEW when it's really been on. But it will be interesting to see just like we just don't know. We just don't know. Don't know. We're entering Smack SmackDown. So they had the Rons they had, had the Raws and the SmackDowns. Yeah. Raw was always on Monday night. SmackDown has bounced around a few times, but now it's on uh Tuesday nights. Also both on USA, I think. Right. SmackDown is moving to Fox. Ooh. Like Fox proper, Ooh. like Channel Four Fox, huh. like normal, no cable, no nothing. Friday nights is is no cable Fox on Channel Four? I don't know. Oh, because mine was always twenty eight. <laughs> uh, what was Fox Two Detroit? That's what I had. I would up. switch between twenty five, which is YTV, and twenty eight, which is Fox. Twenty five was YTV up here. Yeah, like sixteen in Windsor was YTV. Weird. Fourteen was much music to this Weird. day. Twenty nine was much music. I think it was 28. Okay, guys, we're sorry. This is, no one cares about this Deep but us. regional talk. <laughs> we're going to fight about this for 10 minutes <laughs> yeah. on the break. So, this is huge. Yeah. Like, and also, I heard on a podcast today somebody pointing out that, like, for all the people Vince McMahon has, like, gone up against, yeah. like, nobody's ever checked him as much as, like, network suits who don't give a fuck. Like, right. This is a billion-dollar company who is now investing in you. They, if they have notes... Then you you used to those people going to have to listen. Yeah, um, and it's also interesting because you know Vince has always Monday Night Raw was his baby, and yeah. it's always had this like impression of like the A show, right? So the biggest stars, you know, fucking Bork Laser, <laughs> okay, <laughs> Brock Lesnar, um, Brock Roman Reigns, John Cena, like all those people, they're always on Monday nights, mm-hmm. even though they might try and like do a brand split where like oh different wrestlers on different shows type of thing, right? It's always left with the impression that Monday Night was the A show, okay. Now you have a billion dollar corporation who's put all this money into your company. Maybe they want Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns on their show. Right. Because that's what's going to get ratings. Yeah. Ratings sell commercials. That's what brings in money. Yep. So that side of the game has flipped. NXT going from a one hour filmed thing every week to a two hour live show 
That's crazy. It is crazy. And also, like, it totally, like, so I guess they're not developmental anymore. Like, right. Like, beloved wrestlers who we know are, like, have the work rate. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, they can work, but they just never get a chance because maybe they're too small or too weird type of thing. Right. They're kind of going back to NXT because, I mean, you can wrestle in an environment that appreciates your work because it's the smart fans. Yeah. And you only work, like, in Florida. Which is nice. <laughs> You're not. Like there, the crocodiles. <clears throat> like, there's this one guy, Kevin Owens, who's been a really sort of up and down as, like, a main eventer type of thing. Right. And he got storyline fired this week. Okay. They're trying to make him into, like, store brand Stone Cold. It's not really working. No. For the, he does the stunner. The stunner is, is retired at this point. Like, nobody, like, I know no moves are ever, like, everyone should be able to do every move. But, I mean, the stunner is, like. It's old. Iconic. It's right. old and it's iconic. No one, right. just no one should do it anymore. Like, right. it should be retired. It's like, no one, no like basketball. Yeah, no basketball player should. You wear 23, you're asking for trouble. You do a stunner, you're asking for trouble. Everybody's just going to go. Jordan's number. Yes. Okay. I knew that. Wow. Um, so, but Kevin Owens is also like, he's got three kids and, you know, maybe he's been at this for a while and maybe he would like to be off the road and do, right. and bring more shine to NXT and be like one of the faces of that, that company. So, I mean. The shuffling of the players and who ends up where, even before AEW even really hits, is like, we could be entering a golden age we have not seen in a very long time. In since wrestling. the 80s? Since, no, since the 90s. Oh, okay. Since Stone Cold The Rock, Monday Night War, that era. Okay. One day I'll find that documentary and I'll make you watch that so you can really get all the history of the Monday Night War, which was Great. fucking wild. It was wild? It was wild. It was the Wild West. It was like, Ooh. all bets were off. Um... So, yeah, just uh, who, who knows what we're going to see there. But it's an exciting time to be a wrestling fan. There you go. Updates. Updates. Um, I, again, I think I mentioned busiest time of the year or one of them. No content. Uh, so, actually, I ended up watching The Hateful Eight, which I haven't seen. Oh. Quentin Tarantino film. His eighth feature-length film. There you go. Um, it was not what I was expecting. I have not seen it. I have heard... As with most of Tarantino's movies, when given a critical reappraisal, yep. I think this one kind of had that had it from the jump. It was like, there are some troubling misogynistic moments in here. Um, not really. Not really? No. People didn't like the ending. People called out the ending a lot, I remember. Oh, really? Yeah. Again, uh, haven't seen it. Just what um, I hear in definitely just not, the scuttlebutt. I wouldn't say misogynistic. I would say they use the N-word way too much well, like that's, all, that's always been him <laughs> but this is like he's doing it on purpose to just like shove people's faces in it mm. and i'm just like it also doesn't did this come after story. django or uh yes i believe it did so we would have caught that he would have caught that smoke after django yes and then probably doubled but, down on this one but django like it made sense this yes they were still calling people that but there were just so many other words that he could use. And it was like, at one point, it was literally every other word. And I was just like, this is not... Anyways, there are things I had problems with. Um, most of the casting was great. Uh, had problems with a little bit of the casting. Um, yeah, it was just... Now, great violence, as always. <laughs> What she, what she looks for the most. Yep. There's a scene in particular where uh, people have been poisoned and like the reaction to the poison is phenomenal. Um, and there are just like really gruesome deaths in it, which uh, of course we love. And uh, guns. 
also a Qu- Quentin Tarantino like staple. Um, also a lot of fun. So yeah, um, it was it was okay. It wasn't. I wouldn't say it was good. I wouldn't recommend it to people if you want a qu- good Qu- Quentin Tarantino film. Um, Kill Bill or Reservoir Dogs or Pulp Fiction. All all good. And I heard that Once Upon a Time um, in Hollywood has is really good. Actually, I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard it's it's quite good. Anyways, so there's that. And then I've been watching lots and lots of YouTube videos. Mostly about cooking. Um, oh. young, young Gourmet Makes yet? What is that? Gourmet Makes is where um, this woman who's basically, she started as an intern. And now she's like the huge viral star at like Bon Appetit or something. Oh. Um, essentially like tries to make a not terrible version of like the Dorito shell taco at Taco Bell type of thing. Okay. Um, she takes I, garbage. She tries to. She tries to like bougie up. Oh, garbage food. I'm sorry. Not as good as uh, the tasty videos that do the same thing. Make it fancy <laughs> with one of my favorite chefs of all time. Cannot remember her name, but she is adorable <laughs> and she's Japanese. And she goes, make it fancy, and she makes it fancy. <laughs> um, and then there is so uh, Nadia is a was a contestant on. The Great British Bake Off mm-hmm. happened to be Muslim. It was this big thing. She ended up winning, and now she has her own cooking show, and specifically the one Nadia's Time to Eat. She, like, really quickly shows you how to make amazing food. Um, also a lot of fun to watch. And finally, Drunk History. I've been watching all the Drunk History. <laughs> I need to point out that, by and large, Drunk History, the people who are telling you the histories really are getting it right. Mm-hmm. Like, I've deep-dived on some of the drunk <laughs> histories. I'm like, oh, my God, that is correct. Or, like, that is true. Um, so, yeah, um, also a lot of fun just to watch a bunch of those. You learn something new. There you go. Yeah. What about you, Jordan? Haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but the uh, next batch of Terrace House is up on Netflix. Yeah. Hit last week. Listen. <laughs> mm. Relax. <laughs> Said, Terrace yeah. House is a Hall of Fame entry. <laughs> I said it was fun. In the life of this podcast. It's just, you know, reality te- television, and reality television is trash, and you're trash for watching it. <laughs> you make it sound like fucking Love Island. Like, it's... <laughs> um, okay. Terrace House? It's, it's You're really going to put Terrace House in that category? It's not the same. It's Shots just... Fired! Fired! Listen, okay? Wow. Oh, my God. I'm getting so touchy about this. I'm just saying that... I am offended. <laughs> it is just reality te- television. Yeah, you- the chillest reality... Te- the chillest no-conflict reality television that ever existed. Yes. That's true. That I do agree with that, that statement. It's going to be checking off places to go. <laughs> it's, in Tokyo, it's in Tokyo proper this year. Oh, my God. You know I already looked up with the Kurizawa house. Really? From last season. Yeah. Are you going to go buy it? It's a little, it's a little far. far. I don't know. But if I go to Subasa's dad's soba restaurant, yes, I'm already planning on going to Mizuki's coffee shop from first season. Remember the one who the one yeah. who, the, the episodes you watched, the barista. Yeah, she still works at that place apparently. Oh, good for her. So might try to might try to swing by. <laughs> oh my god, make everybody so jealous if I get a selfie with Mizuki. You should do it. I should, I should do it one day when you're not buying records. <laughs> Just one day, or like I've already tried day. to. I've already started trying to plot out like, okay, let's really look at this. Yeah. How many days you have and what you're going to do. Like the first day is a wash. You're going to sleep and just like yeah. get the lay of the land and then pass out. Yeah. And then like, okay, are you just going to go mad with records the first day or are you going to put that off a couple of days and, you know, hit right. a couple other spots? Anyway, right. okay. we'll, t- we'll talk All right. more. All right. Um, 
What else do I have? I, did I mention on the show proper, this Queendom show? This K-pop show? I can't remember. I don't I, remember if I did or not. I, you definitely talked to me about it, but I don't know if you mentioned it on the show. Queendom is a show on, uh, I don't know if this is the network, NBC, one of the major Korean music networks, um, type of show that can only exist in the K-pop industry because yep. no actual, like, profitable artist in North America would ever do this. And it's a whole different, like, music industry dynamic. Yeah. I, like, listen, they probably don't have a choice, but... Yeah. It's like five. They're holding their families hostage and are making them do this, so they'll release. <laughs> wow! It's like five girl groups, or like four girl, girl, five girl groups and one solo artist who Caitlin actually recognized. She's I like, did. It's like, the it's the only Korean band I I've like obsessed about. Like, which that is was the girl from Two Anyone. Twenty One. Two Anyone. Um, I I was like, hey, look, she's got more plastic surgery. So much work done, and she's old and a little pudgy now, and it's. That's okay. From from my friend Gina's uh There is nothing wrong commentary. With old and a little pudgy. It's not going well for her. <laughs> you know, a thing where like younger people just say like Yeah. It's so awesome that you can still <laughs> you know, like that type of thing. A lot of that Ooh. going on in her in her stuff. Um That's when girls start getting their kneecaps broken. But it's basically like, you know, a bunch of girl groups and I don't know I don't know how the ranking is working, but it's like who's who's the queens? Um Number one, we already know. We already know. It's, so. it's Japanese girl group and perfume. Yes. So there are two groups in here. So if EXID, who is not in this, but if they're like my actual legitimate K-pop or K-pop group that I like. Yeah. Before that, it was Ace of Angels, AOA, okay. who are just hot. Okay, that was that was fun. it. That was the appeal. Right. The, okay. music, the music was trash, yeah. but oh my God, they're so hot. Um, and then there's another group who are kind of like the bells of the ball at the moment, uh, Mamamoo. Yep. And... They're all right. I dig them. Mm-hmm. Like, they're cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are both in here. And AOA is, like, I would have thought on their last legs. Right. Like, they're kind of limping along. They've lost, like, two members. They were right. seven-piece. Now they're down to five. Right. So it made sense for them to be in there. Mamamoo, I have no idea why they're here. They're, right. like, like they, their last comeback was, like, a huge success. I don't know why they're here. And they're probably, I mean, they're probably going to win. But they did covers this week. And Mamamoo covered AOA and AOA covered Mamamoo. I still don't think AOA has a chance of winning this thing. Right. But they're going to get another comeback out of this. Like, this has totally reinvigorated them. They they, they did a good job. Mama Moo's kind of trash. Kind of a mess. It was it was messy. I, got, I have to admit. Like, just messy. Like, it's not like it was bad. I'm not saying they're, like, not talented. They yeah. obviously are. But it was, just, it was just kind of a mess. Yeah. Didn't know really what was going on. AOA's was calculated to the sixth decimal place. Y'all knew what you were doing with the suits. Yeah. With the drag queens. Yeah. You wanted to get in some people's faces, and you did, and it worked, and you're, like, trending on YouTube, and people are like, oh, my God, I forgot they existed, and they're awesome. Jimin still needs a cheeseburger. Yes, I'm, con- I'm concerned trolling, but that's... Everybody needs a cheeseburger, as <laughs> Every- far as I'm concerned. Everybody needs a cheeseburger. Did you see James Corden's thing? Yes, about, I did. Uh, about fat shaming? Yeah. Best line, Bill Maher wants fat shaming to make a comeback. Like it ever mm. went away. Yeah. Yeah, no, we we know. And also, we also really love food, so we know it's our fault. Oh, man, I want a cheeseburger now. Um, Good thing we have snacks. The only, other, the only other thing, I told Caitlin, I'm not going to spend 40 minutes talking about this. White, I'm looking at the clock right now. Number one, the Tokyo Game Show is happening, and yeah. I was like scouring for details on what will be Ultimate Waifu World, where basically Waifu World 1 gets like the graphical and gameplay updates of Waifu World 2. Okay, do we want to tell people... So these are all these Japanese rhythm games that I play. All of them. Like two and a half. Love Life School Idol Festival was the first one that drew me in. Yes. And <laughs> I hate saying it. Bang Dream Girls Dra- mm-hmm. <laughs> Bang Dream Girls Band Party. Yep. Bandery. Um so 
Love Live, Love Live is a super old game. Yes. Bang Dream is a much newer game. So, yes. like, there's full animations. They're both voiced, but, like, one is, like, eh, 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 eh. It's just, like, visual novel, like, still photos. And Bang Dream is much more graphically intensive. They it's, have chibis. They have chibis. There's, you know, animation, full animation for the characters type of thing. And there's long been this rumor that they were going to do... Love Live was basically going to give their franchise the Bang Dream yeah. treatment. Like, with the full animations. All-Stars. They've been talking about this forever. They're going to rejig it. So, Muse and Aqua are in the same years in high school. So, it's going to be crossover. So, they're going to talk to each other. You could build a group with... They're both bands. Yeah, they're both the bands in the or the groups. The idol groups. And full choreographed animations when you're actually playing the songs instead of just, you know, a still background type of thing. Right. Um... They've slowly been teasing shit out for this. Like, we've seen the home screen. We've seen the, like, they're calling it some sort of, like, a rhythm RPG. Cool. Like, you can, like, how you, there's skill, skill trees. I don't know. There's skill trees. Anyway, that's not what we're talking about here. Caitlin's just dragging it out. I could have been done this by now. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just wanted to give them a little context. You've been here long enough. You, you know the some context. Some of them may be new. They may have come here for Gail Simone, and I want to give them context. Get above Twitter. As is often the case in any Japanese anything, we are now in the midst of the girls' band party general election. Okay. Popularity contest. Right. AKB, AK, All elections are. AKB48 is the, like, you know, pioneers of this. We're like, it's a five-hour live televised thing. We're basically just, you're voting for best girl. Like, oh that, God, that's yes. basically it. Best yeah. girl's getting voted for. They fucked me, Caitlin. How did they fuck you? You're not voting for best girl. They took all the girls in the bands yeah. and made new one-off bands with them. Oh my god! So now it's like which I won't bring it up, but like which which band would you vote for? Oh, so it's like the singer from Roselia and the guitarist from Hello Happy World, and you know this oh. type of thing. I, my best girls are all mixed up. I don't even know who I would vote for because I got best girls over here and over here. Like you're gonna have to really like sit down and figure this out. Fandom is very much about uh, what they have called hashtag Arisa Hellband. Okay. <laughs> okay. So Arisa is what the keyboardist in Poppin' Party, and her character is like the Sundere. Like, okay, you know what a Sundere is? No, I have no idea. Sundere is Sundere is basically like the standoffish girl. Like, okay, like here, Kate, I bought you a coffee. What would, what would you say? Uh, I bought you a coffee. Here, Kate, I bought you a coffee. Uh, thanks. I mean, it's not because I like you or anything. Oh, I, I was just there. Okay, that's Sundere behavior. Oh, like, I see. Okay. And that's our suit. Like, she loves being in the band. She loves all of them, but she'll never admit it type of thing. Right. And she's also super serious. Like, you know, Kasumi with the cat ears. Like, she's, like, right. super ditzy. And their interplay is, like, plays like Arisa's always being driven nuts by them. So, basically, she's now in a band with, like, two people, two of the idiots from Hello Happy World. Yeah. Um, The drummer from Roselia, who's, like, a 14-year-old girl. And, yeah. like, I think that's, and someone else. So, it's, like, it's, like, four idiots and Arisa. Right. <laughs> so, it's the Arisa Hell Band, because it would just be miserable for her to be there. Amazing. So this is what fandoms are really, really into. They're going hard for that one. But I don't know. This is all a strange world know. to me. I don't know. I mean, the- big decisions. <laughs> Sorry. I get to vote once a day. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm, push- I'm pushing for J-Rock. I could never imagine anything I had to vote for. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't even picture it maybe if they're like universal wants your opinion on which monster which monsters you to want put to say. should we bring friend brendan fraser back i mean like maybe but that's not gonna happen i can't even i couldn't even imagine being involved in something like that 
So yeah, and they're giving away a bunch of free stuff, which is just ultimately what it's makes just it. Fun. It's just just keep giving me the free stuff. Yeah. Um, and lastly, Yakuza Zero continues to break my heart. Makoto is a protect. Oh. Makoto must protect. That's a, a character in a video game. Yes, the blind girl. Yeah. That Majima can't bring himself to kill. Good. But Shimano sent him after her because he knew. He knew that Majima was- wouldn't be able to do it. Why would he do that? So he'd keep her safe. Oh, okay. So that he could buy the empty lot from Makoto. Because everybody wants the empty lot. This is really complicated. It's really complicated. But then at the same time, it's like, you know. You're running a hostess bar. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Yakuza Zero. Bless you, Yakuza. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that's it. So I think on that note, we'll take a break right here. Yeah, we've got to eat snacks. So, so many snacks. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some movies because... It's Cinematic September! Yeah, Cinematic September! Mm -hmm. We'll be right back. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the show. This is the part of the show where Caitlin and I talk about the things that we brought each other, continuing to take a break from our first love of television. Yes. Because it's cinematic September. 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 <sighs> Damn right. No full air horn. <laughs> Amazing. But before we get into that. Yes. We've got some rules. Always have rules. The first rule. Is the rule of three. Which, which will not apply at all this month. But no. It's the thing. If the thing comes in parts, we'll watch three of them. None of these came in parts. No. We watched the whole thing. They're cinematic. So you better have your shit together, movies. (laughs) The second rule is hashtag save it for the pod. Don't talk about the thing until you're in front of these microphones. Because we want you guys to have the freshest takes about really old shit. Really, really old shit. Because we know that you care about our opinions. Probably. Listen, as the number one global fan of the Geek Down... The Love Akira recently pointed out, Mm -hmm. we are the definition of, I will listen to them talk about anything because they are very passionate and good storytellers. Fantastic. I like that. Um, Finally, the last rule, which really isn't a rule and definitely doesn't apply, is that there will be spoilers. There will be spoilers. We will spoil some shit. Do you care? Do you care? Do you care? These are really old. You have probably seen these already. Or if you haven't, you definitely aren't going to now. (laughs) This one's going to be flaming. I can tell. <laughs> I can tell. I'm so, I'm so, so excited for it. Before we get into it, I have to say that the thing I gave Jordan, I didn't, I forgot. And I meant to watch it, rewatch it, and I have it. But then I was looking through like clips and mm. like synopsis and I was like, uh-oh. Oh, no. <laughs> I had a similar experience, which did not dissuade me from giving it to her. But I did anyway. What did I give her? As, as mentioned on a joke a while back. There's a number of comedies. Mm-hmm. Is comedy even, film comedy even really your thing? Or do you just go down a different lane? I just, most of the film comedies that come out aren't funny. <laughs> so why am I watching it if it's not going to make, somebody, amuse me or make me laugh? going to make some people real mad today. You know what? You know so, what, Jordan? Wait, you know what? They can suck my balls. That's some very, that's some very behavior similar to a character in this movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. What did I give her? Super bad. A formative movie to mm-hmm. a generation. Not even necessarily my generation, but I feel like a generation after me has very strong opinions about this movie. I think the uh I think the ringer dot com recently did a has it been 
Yes, it's been just about, it's been 12 years, but I think they did a 10-year kind of look back right. at this movie. Um, do you do you need me to tell you what it is? You know what you know what it is. So what is this in the long history of teen party movies? Every generation needs one. Two inseparable best friends navigate the last weeks of high school and are invited to a gigantic house party. Together with their nerdy friend, they spend a long day trying to score enough alcohol to supply the party and inebriate two girls in order to kickstart their sex lives before they go off to college. Their quest is complicated after one of them falls in with two inept cops who are determined to show him a good time. 87% on Rotten Tomatoes, 7.6 on IMDb, stars Jonah Hill and Michael Sarah. And Seth Rogen and Bill Hader, yep. which I believe was the first look Bill Hader got that wasn't SNL. Right. So that's what delighted me about that. Um, rewatching this movie, I was left with one question yes. that I cannot wait to ask. I hope it's like the same question that I've got. No, it's not. Okay. I guarantee you. All right. Because my question is, Caitlin McKinnon, yeah. how mad are you that I gave you this movie? Um, okay. It's not It's not the question. I really wish it was, but it wasn't. Um, I'm not mad. It's an important movie culturally. Like, it definitely, I remember when it came out. I remember it kick-started many people's careers. Um, and there are bits that were funny. This movie is wildly sexist. Like, wildly. I don't think it thinks it is. I'm sure it doesn't think it, think it is. I think it thinks that... I think the movie thinks that because the characters are full of shit... Right. That that absolves it of the sort of toxicity it pumps out for 90% of the movie. It doesn't, though. <laughs> it really doesn't. And then here's 2007 my, was a wild time, y'all. This... This is the big question. The huge question. Hmm. How the fuck did those guys even come close to attracting those girls? <laughs> like, even close. I can, I can almost give you Sarah. Uh, almost. Mm, if you squint, he does have a certain fuzzy appeal to him. A bit. His stupid hair. A bit. It's just it's stupid. It doesn't do anything. It's, it's just stupid hair. There. Yeah, it's stupid. You sure you're talking about Michael Sarah? Yes, he has stupid hair compared like, to that fro Jonah Hill's walking around with. That was nice. Oh my god. Anyways, you're such a weirdo. I know. Um, no, he has like a helmet of hair, and it just drives me mad. It's the same thing with Scott Pilgrim. He's supposed to have cool hair. He does not have cool hair. He has weird helmet hair. Shots to Michael Sarah's <laughs> stylist. Um, no, absolutely. I can almost see it with Sarah. There's no, on no planet no. in God's green solar system Mm-mm. is Emma Stone, as someone who bore a striking resemblance to Jonah Hill in this movie yeah. during his high school career, let me tell you, <laughs> not for all the tea in China and all the gold bars on earth is Emma Stone ever, ever, ever given that dude a look. Yeah, no. Never. Especially after he fucking headbutts her while he's drunk. Yeah, and she has a black eye. <laughs> she ain't going to be like, help me buy cover-up. Yeah. Because you're cute. No. No. Um, but, that being said, and the wild sexism, like, just to the point where I was like, really? And the worst thing is the Michael Sarah character is trying to be, like, reasonable. Like, I don't think that's think... why the movie thinks it isn't. But it it really is. Because he ultimately doesn't take advantage of the situation. He's not cool with it. By the no. end of the movie, the girl's mad drunk before he even gets there. The whole point yeah. is to get liquor for these girls. Yeah. Um, the Jonah Hill character 
who is abhorrent. Yes. And the possibly one of the top five worst characters. Like, I understand not all characters have to be likable in no, movies, but no. like. Like, why are, to the point where, like, why are you friends? Why does he have any friends? Why would anybody be friends with him? I don't care how bullied you are. Yeah. Um, Totally that thing where, like, he gets himself into shit and then blames everyone. It's probably just the character, but, like, he gets himself into shit and blames everyone else around him in that raspy, high-pitched, nails-on-a-blackboard, Jonah Hill, (laughs) profanity-laced rants that he does. Right. And then he gets hit by a car and you're like, yay! (laughs) That's, that's probably gets, why they did. Probably why he gets hit, in the, hit by a car like four times in the movie. Yeah. Um, so that's like one side of the movie. And he's, yeah, he's like repellent. The whole plot is like, let's get booze to get these girls drunk so we can have sex a bunch Which before we go to college. So fucking gross. But as most people who had a penis during yeah, but don't, that era of don't, adolescence. Like, encourage any of <laughs> you that. You don't need to make a movie I mean, about it. they talk about it in The Catcher in the Rye. Like, it just, it doesn't matter. I, it's still terrible behavior and shouldn't be, you know, uh, what's the word? Put, uh, made to be a, a, like, funny, good, not a problem thing, right? Anyway, but, so there's yeah, that I, side. I think the movie doesn't think it's that bad because... The Jonah Hill character says at one point, so the whole crux is like, they get to the party, we're just jumping all over the place, but who cares, you've all seen it. Um, they get to the party, the girl Michael Sarah sweet on, who I guess their names are Seth and Evan, right? Which yeah. are the names of, of Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, who this yeah. was their first like sort of project that they got to make themselves. Um, and it was always this real like, this was like the third stage of like the Apatow torch passing, right? Yes. Like, so Apatow kind of makes Seth Rogen. He's supporting in 40-Year-Old Virgin. Yeah. He's the lead and knocked up. Now, to a certain extent, Jonah Hill, who was a support in, who's like a bit player and knocked up, mm-hmm. gets a lead role here in Superbad, mm-hmm. which I'm sure was produced by Judd Apatow yeah. and written by uh, Seth Seth and Evan. I think Evan may have directed it. I don't know. Um, I could have looked that up or given you that information, but who cares? But yeah, so they get to the party and the girl... Michael Sarah's character, Sweetan, is like already mad drunk, and she's like, "She called him a blow jay. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna give you the best blow jay." <laughs> um, and he's like not feeling it because he's nervous and it yeah. doesn't feel it should be like that type of thing. He doesn't want to take in, take advantage of the situation, and it turns out the Emma Stone character wanted this booze just because she's throwing the party and she wants people to have fun. Yeah. She does not drink herself. Yeah. So, uh, Jonah Hill is all like fucking smashed and like trying to like finds out that she doesn't drink and thought he had a shot and he's like he acknowledges that like you know that was the only way yeah you'd ever give me a look type of thing those are very small moments yeah in a two-hour movie yep <laughs> that is just filled with like just stuff that's dick sucking pussy cock <laughs> yep period blood uh, that was a weird detour. That was, even when I watched it, I saw this movie in the theater, I think, and yeah. I think that was even, even in that moment, I was like, that's a weird detour. Yeah. Also, a lot of people that you know now from other things, like, yes. you see Charles Boyle show up as, yeah. like, this creeper, and it's, like, <laughs> starts using the phone at the party. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, just weird stuff. Um, so, was there anything you did like it, but you said there's some parts you I thought did. were funny? I actually loved the McLovin and Cops part. That's, like, a sub-movie. I like, it's a sub-movie that, like, you wish they had just made that the whole movie. Yeah. Almost. Like, I think it worked a bit as just these cutaway sections. Um, that actor, he's 
he plays awkward nervous <laughs> so well. So like you just can feel his sweaty palms. Like you just <laughs> and then just the relationship these bizarre cops have and like the relationship that grows with him and how they're so hurt that he like runs away and it just I loved all of that weird stuff. The fact that they like torch the police car and they're just like the worst cops ever and I just thought that was so bizarre and funny. We know how much I like bizarre. Um, yeah, so that in some ways, like, as I put, some guffaws. Like, there were some <laughs> things I, like, snorted there at. There were some guffaws. There were some guffaws. Um, what else? Uh, yeah, they all nailed the awkwardness of Teenage <laughs> Even the girls, right? Like, mm. they were, everyone was awkward. And that's what high school's like. Everyone's just awkward because you're navigating this weird world. Um, but yeah, just like, I, I almost, when I going in, I was like, okay, there's going to be sexism. And the, as it ramped up worse and worse and worse, I was just like, what is going on? And I was like, no wonder I didn't watch this movie, right? This movie is not for me. And we talk about this a lot. This movie is not for me. Caitlin. Yeah. Do you know how many foods are shaped like dicks? So many. Actually. The best one. Actually. The dick thing was one of the things I got to really? fall. Just the elaborate. You do, you do want dicks. more. You do want more dicks. I do. Oh yeah. And when Michael Sarah was like, "I wish girls weren't like turned off by boners." Agree. <laughs> I agree. Free the pee, right? I think boners are lovely. Totally good with boners. Um, I wish they would show them oh, more, and we'd like time code for that. So I get a queen <laughs> drop later. We'd accept uh, penises more. I think it's very important. Um, I am alarmed that I'm not alarmed because they're based off his, his penis and he is Jewish, but all the penises are um, are circumcised. circumcised. But like the part where, you know, what's her face picks up the penis <laughs> drawing. It's like this really veiny, like elaborate penis drawing. Like that's funny. The end credits where it's all these penises doing amazing things. Very funny because penises and nakedness are funny. Let's face it. Um, you know, I do like that the Seth Rogen character talks about going down on. I'm not the Seth Rogen. Sorry, sorry. The what's his name? Michael. My, my, no, no, the other one. McLovin. Jonah, Jonah Hill character yeah, yeah. talks about like going down on the girl for like ages. Great, encourage that as well. <laughs> See, there's lots of things they could do with this. It's just the rampant sexism and i wish that was called out more to a point where like there was some growth but it did only take place in one day so like you can only hope for so much so like in some ways there is forgiveness because this is not for me and it is for boys but on the same side of that i'm like but what are we teaching boys and men i think it so i think the movie doesn't think it's as sexist as it actually is and I also think it thinks it's more revolutionary than it is mm-hmm. with, like, just the fact that when they're all, like, loopy and they've been through this night and they're just, like, admitting that they love each other. Yes. <laughs> I think that, that was I just, lovely. I just want to shout out from the rooftops. I love, my be- I love my best friend. I love him. I love you. I just want to shout out from the rooftops. Yeah. Why doesn't everybody have this? <laughs> like, yeah. The fact that they put that on film of two dudes just, you know, spending five minutes telling each other they love each other. Like, yeah. Also, like, I mean, you could say that that was a precursor to Venom. Ship it. I also want to give a shout out before we exit this segment for the home ex scene, which is the only time I found <laughs> the Jonah Hill character and his just repellent yeah. behavior. Did you actually see funny. him? Did you see him almost lose it? 
I did. In that no. scene, he almost loses it and starts laughing. Because I think it's the expression of the, the actress's face. Just right. the, like, mouth open, like, what the fuck? There's a moment he almost loses it. It's the... I've been doing this. I'm making fucking tiramisu by myself. Look at that. Look at those two. Those are like the most fun I've ever seen in my life. And Maroki is like, what the fucking also, cat whispers? I wanted more Maroki. More Maroki. Yeah. Maroki just shows up in home ec class and passed out on the couch at the party. Yeah. More Maroki. Yeah. Well, dare I ask mm-hmm. what Superbad gets on the kick punch scale? Like a six out of ten. Fair. More, yeah. more forgiving than I thought, because even I rewatching it was like, like ooh. Oh, no. And I know you keep on saying, like, it thinks it's not as sexist as it is, but it is. <laughs> that The point. Like, it is that sexist. Point. Period. Period. Not even an exclamation point. Just a period. Underline, maybe. <laughs> there you go. So. That is on Netflix. That is on Netflix. Yeah. What's not on Netflix is the one I gave Jordan and am slowly regretting closer and closer to the time that I'm about to (laughs) announce what it is. The movie I gave Jordan, because I was going through a bunch of movies and some stuff I'm like, I know he's seen this, but I'll just ask in case. And I have a couple of movies that I'd written down, but there's definitely one I know of rattling somewhere in that sieve of a brain um, that he hasn't seen. But I was going through stuff and I was like, you know what I bet he hasn't seen? I Heart Huckabees. She was correct. Um, I remember I saw this, not when it came out, much later. It was a suggestion from a friend. And I didn't know how I... It was not what I thought it was going to be. But I enjoyed it. And I know that it's not Jordan's type of movie. But I thought, he may enjoy some of this stuff. Or let's just get his perspective. Again, regretting that now. But (laughs) thought it might be, you know, just a little bit something different. Um, it's a 2004 movie, so it is a little bit dated. Um, it is directed by David O. Russell, and it features an interesting cast of characters. Um, I do not write their names down, so... Jason Schwartzman. Yeah. Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Dustin Hoffman. Yeah. Lily Tomlin. Yeah. Jude Law. Yeah. Naomi Watts. Yep. And a French lady. Yeah, who's a pretty well-known actress, actually, but I can't remember her name. She's French, though. She's, she is French. <laughs> you did that very well. Look at all those names. You just rattle off top of your head. <laughs> top of the dome, as he says. You ain't seen Al yet, y'all. No. Basically, the Jason Schwartzman character um, hires two detectives. Specific detectives. Yes. What are they again? Existential detectives. Ex- existential detectives to figure out what the purpose of his life is. They will investigate you. Yes. Tell you the purpose of your life. Yes. They're also doing this for the Mark Wahlberg character. Yes. And um, it's sort of the movie is about that and also circles around the protests of a new development where they're going to put a Huckabee's store Yes. Which is like a giant, like Walmart esque department store. Um, and the Jude Law works for them. Works for them, and uh, Naomi Watts is a uh, model who's in all their campaigns, and they are dating. Um, and then the French lady is like a detective that used to work with the other detectives, and now she's on her own, and she's sort of like evil. Kind of. Who wants to watch a surreal comedy about competing schools of philosophy? I do. Did Jordan? How? How what? Did. How did what? This get made. 
Um, Who signed off on this? Were we that desperate for store brand Charlie Kaufman that we were just opening up the purse strings to everybody who came through? Possibly. At a point? It was a weird point. Previously, my only knowledge of this movie was the leaked audio of David O. Russell and Lily Tomlin having a screaming match with each other. Oh. Yeah, look that up. Oh my gosh, that's so exciting. Yeah, it was apparently, it was apparently a thing. Um, and I mean, shouts to the queen, Lily Tomlin. Yes. Like, actual queen status. All throughout the watching of this movie. Yes. I just wanted people to shut up. Oh, that's not a good sign. I think you think I'm going to hate the movie more than I did. Than I did. I'm bracing for it. I like the concept. Okay. I like the ballsiness of just like fuck it. Like this is go ahead. Yeah. You made this. This is this. You made this. They chose this. Like basically, your conflict is Lily Tomlin and Dustin Hoffman, who their school is like. Everything's the interconnected. Sheep. Everything's connected. Yeah. You know that lamp, Caitlin. This microphone. This napkin. It's all part. It's all the blanket. Yeah. It's all part of the same blanket, and their competitor is basically like a, you know, she was their student. Camus style. Well, Camus wasn't really a nihilist ultimately, but no. Sartre was more of a nihilist. I think. Wasn't that, that was Sartre? Uh, Hell was other people. Is that? I I honestly can't remember. God, they, get get your philosophy. They game all up. kind of merge together. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, that might have been more Sartre, where the hell is other people, you know, it's all nihilistic and your life doesn't mean anything anyway, so just accept it. Right. And just live it the best you can, because none of it matters anyway. Um, we are nihilists. We care for nothing. Nothing. So, and that is the crux, and, and then ultimately a, a synthesis of the two yes. is what gives both Mark Wahlberg and Jason Schwartzman meaning in their lives as mm-hmm. they smack each other in the head with a balloon. Yeah. <laughs> and fuck the french lady in the woods because why not i mean because you'll just... always you'll always get pulled back into human drama you think you won't you think you're enlightened i'm gonna go fuck jason schwartzman in the woods how you like that mark Wahlberg? he did not like that from what <laughs> did, i remember he did not like it at all no he, he was, got he got really upset he was left out he put he on his, he put on his fireman's best and <laughs> he went and yelled at them um can i also i need to sh- i remember the one thing i remember from this movie was like being delighted by mark Wahlberg. He's very good in it. Yes. Like, while he was the first moment where I was like, shut up, because he's just ranting about the use of petroleum. Like, yeah. he's a fireman who hates petroleum. He hates petroleum. And rides a bike. <laughs> Him riding the bike to the fire. Yes. That, that. that was funny. It's like a fire alarm goes off. Everybody's getting in the truck. He's like, you guys are killing the plane. Get in the truck. <laughs> and then there's like a traffic jam and they can't get through and he's weaving. He gets there he gets first. There. He hops on the mic. Hey, who's at the fire? Who's at the fire, guys? I'm at the fire. <laughs> um, He was very good. But yes, his first rant to his family about yeah. like, those shoes you bought. Honey, those shoes you bought were made were made by by a girl by a six year old girl who's going blind and making a dollar sixty a week. <laughs> I don't want the children to go blind. Mommy doesn't care. <laughs> um, very unlike you, you know risky casting at that point in his career too. Yes. I think he probably he's probably fresh off Boogie Nights mm-hmm. around that. Well, Boogie Nights is what like ninety nine. Uh, maybe. I did. Oh my god! Now I'm deep. I have to deep dive Mark deep Wahlberg's dive. career. Yep. Oh shit! But so Boogie Nights comes out in ninety seven. So he's still riding high at that point. And getting a lot of the roles that he probably would not get today. But mm-hmm. yeah, real real good look for him. I like Dustin Hoffman. Yes. <laughs> um, I think Dustin Hoffman can always play peculiar really well. <laughs> that fucking bowl cut he's got on. 
I just peculiar is the best adjective for this movie. I was just like, mm-hmm. how? What are we? Do, what are we doing here? I don't know why this exists. I think it was just an interesting Again, experiment. And I think I'm just so have been so bludgeoned by like it makes sense. I hate Marvel movies, yes. but I understand why they get made. Right. Because they make truckloads of money. Yeah. I understand why like fucking you know, a Kenneth Lonergan movie gets made. Yeah. Because he has a certain, you know, niche. He's Oscar bait. You know, yeah. the studio makes that because they want to win Oscars and then they win Oscars and then that gives them prestige and then they get right. more money. I don't know who signed off on this. Somebody who wanted to give stuff a chance. And there's so few of those people anymore. Yeah. It just happens so rarely for things like this. Yeah. Like that aren't dick jokes. I understand why Superbad gets made. Yes. I still don't understand why this got made. But I don't know that I hated it. I don't know that I liked it. Oh, great. And I don't want to watch it again. <laughs> uh, really? I, t- I, ticked, I ticked it off. Okay. Yep. Cool. Okay. Don't know that I need to watch it again. All right. But I still feel like I want to give it a seven. Oh, great. Like a respect seven. Ooh. Like, all right. Like a, like a head tilt seven. Oh, I like a head tilt. Like, That's good. All right. It's like when you walk into a store and you give someone a head tilt. Yeah. Like, I see you. Yeah. I respect all right, you. You're doing your thing. You're human. <laughs> I walk into Uniqlo. I'm like, I like all your clothes. They ain't going to fit me. I can't buy anything here, but what's up? But yeah, that's all right. I dig you. It's the Uniqlo movies. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll take it. Hey, better than I thought as oh. I was watching, reading notes about it and being like, ooh, why, why, yeah. Why did you think I was going to hate it? Just the incessant blathering is what ultimately and that, was sinking it's it for And that's not me. a movie that like, it gets really s- kind of slow in parts. Like... Oh, there was definite multitasking. There's de- <laughs> yeah. there definitely uh, iPad on the microwave, and, Bluetooth headphones in while I And usually the when I give you movies that could not be made anymore, <laughs> they usually have a pretty low score. Yeah, it's more it's more like a it's more it's a respect. It's, you know what it is? It's it's also because as I was reading it, I was like, Oh yeah, and I'm like remembering things and I was like, Oh yeah. I was like it's slightly Wes Anderson, and it's not Soup's Wes Anderson though. It's not Twee. No, but like the the weird sort of the weirdness of it that like there's a if there was any if, if there was any it. road you were going to go down, yeah, existentialism is the one that like you know that was a thread of my book, right? Yeah. Like it touched on that's the not that I consider myself an existentialist, but no. like that's the. It's the school I'm most familiar with and I know the most about and I'm most kind of like drawn to. So if that's, if that's the path you're going to go down. Then that. Then, then I did a good I, thing. I can hang I can hang with that at least. Fantastic. So oh. I don't know where you're going to watch that, but. It's on the high seas It's out there. It's yeah. out there somewhere. Go surfing. You'll find it. Well. I think that's us. I think that's it. In the effort of keeping it light and tight, we're going to duck out here, y'all. We're getting better every week. Every, every week, shave a little more off. Yeah. So, as said at the top, if you have thoughts about any of these movies, if you'd like to argue with Caitlin that Superbad isn't as sexist as she thinks it is, she will yell at you like she yelled at Funko. I will. Get the hook for your girl over here. Get above Twitter. Check out Twitter if you want. You can like my comment. Retweet it at Funko. <laughs> the best was when I was I was like, sweetie, if you curse at <laughs> companies, they're not going to engage with you and you'll never get your Janeway figure made. And she's like, I don't I don't want I don't care if it gets made. I want to I wanted to swear a Funko. Yeah, because they're stupid. That was the point. I was like, well, okay. I found out today mm. that there are Funkos for ridiculous things. Yeah, most are. 
okay, where are my Voyager Funkos? They've made a Funko for fucking every Kubos. Kubo. Oh, sorry. They've made a Funko for everything. Uh, Kubo and the two strings. Oh, yeah. They have Funkos for that. Yeah. No one saw that movie but me. <laughs> there was like other rich. Sh- Coraline. They Shots have doing Coraline Funkos. Well, it's probably a deal with whatever that fucking studio, like a studio. It's I like. Don't. Do, they made. They, six, yeah. six Kirks. There are six Kirks. There are fucking Big Bang characters dressed up as Star Trek characters. This is why we go along. <laughs> Don't even get me into fall. The season of autumn. Oh my god, you meant to go on that rant. We didn't go Fine, on it. I will bring it up next time. Because <laughs> it will still be summer next week. It will be. Fuck all y'all. Like I said at the beginning of this segment, you guys can suck my balls. <laughs> My name is Jordan Ferguson. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. The theme song is by Rob Gasser. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Other people's podcasts are just not as good as ours. I laugh at things where I was there and laughing. Because it's so funny. And not because I'm remembering being there, but just listening to it is funny. Yeah, we're just that good. We're just that good. Oh. Give us money. <laughs> <laughs>